Uh. Gotta wait for the beat to drop. <laughs> I'll just wait. Uh. Yo, yo, it be a, a bright and sunny day, in it? I don't know why. I've been wanting to say in it so bad. But, like, use it in a good sentence. Like, I can never... What do you use it for? I don't know. You gotta be What's, English. like, the term for it? Like, you gotta be British. Inside? Inside? <laughs> uh, vertical? In it? In it? Oi, mate. All right. Yeah. Well, shit. Get UFC Fight Night... Prohaska versus Reyes. What are your thoughts? Shit. What are your All initial right. thoughts? What, what were your initial thoughts before the fight? Let's, let's, get, let's get that. All right, so I'll kick it off with, on the fight, I honestly had Jerry Prohaska winning. I thought he was going to get the finish just because I was like, Dominic Reyes is a good fighter and stuff, but like, Jerry is just, he's looking like he came, like he, he came into the UFC, denied a contract twice, and like he wanted to get this dub back, you know what I mean? Like he's, Coming in hungry, like, trying to get these good finishes. And, like, he's so, like, unique. And, like, what really caught me, though, was yesterday when you said he's going to get caught in a firefight. And if he gets caught in a firefight with Yuri, then he's fucked. And after that, like, as soon as the fight started to, like, play out and go into that, like, and he got caught in the firefight, he fucking broke his nose again within the first round. And, like, I give Yuri so much credit because, like, bro, you can hit that one. I'll hit this one right here. He was, he was doing so much, like... Trying to put so much pressure, and for him to still like eat those shots that he was eating and still keep walking forward, like that warrior antenna that he had on top of his head, that shit really like sent out signals to his higher higher being. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, that that was a straight <laughs> antenna to the to the gods, bro. Oh, the, man, that was the fighting gods. What'd you think about it, bro? Insane fight, bro. From from beginning to end. I mean, Dominic had nowhere to go. At first, I'm like, damn, he can't get caught into a or get drawn into this firefight, but he had no choice, bro. He had nowhere to run. Yuri was just in his face, just at every angle, just just throwing everything at him. But the kitchen sink, you know what I'm saying? For sure. Man, but Dominic pretty good. I mean, he was throwing those those counter uh counter lefts pretty good, straight down the pipe, and they were landing on 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 Yuri, and Yuri just just looked unfazed, bro. He was just like eating them. Like, oh, all right, again. But I mean, his there was, chin is ridiculous. There was one time in the second round. Oh well, in the second round before the fights uh, finished, where Dominic had him rocked, bro. He had him kind of like wobbly yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit, and I was like, oh shit, yeah, this could be Dominic's comeback. But um, I mean, ultimately, I think just Dominic Dominic looked overwhelmed. He really looked mm. overwhelmed. Yuri just was in his face and just didn't stop, you know. And yeah, that's the thing. I. I there was no. I think uh, some part in the like post fight because Yuri did like a little interview, and he's saying that like during the fight, there's times where he thought I was wobbled or I looked wobbled or stunned or something like that. But he, I don't know if he was saying it was like a trick to try to lure him in, but he was like, "But I wasn't wobbled or anything." Like, you know what got me on that? What I what I believe on that one is because when he was he got up kicked while on the floor. Remember how when he got kicked and he kind of like fell dramatically, but soon after he started raining down shots. <laughs> like he started raining down heavy shots immediately afterwards so it, i could definitely see him being like like trying to play it off you know and like give it a little bit more and like like <coughs> flop a little bit like that girl earlier in the card like you know how the what was oh. her name pollyanna or something like that the one that just like just flopped, give that yeah, yeah. treatment but he did really good though honestly i give yuri credit for this being his second fight you go in and you fight a guy like uzdemir first and then you come back and you fight a guy like dominic reyes who titled who challenged for the belt twice pretty much in his two fights back to back like you get this, and now I mean, it only it only makes sense for you to get the title shot next, you know, which is crazy. You come in, you have two fights in the UFC, and you're already getting a fucking title shot in your third fight. And Jan called him out on Twitter too. He was like, "Me and you, we have a fight in Chechnya. 
like that'd be dope you know like like they're both fighters from like a similar region of the world so like what do you think about that fight would you be interested in seeing a yuri versus yon right now or do you think he still has like some room to grow i mean it's kind of you're kind of uh forgetting about my my grandpa Glover over there, you that's know. That's set though. That's set. <laughs> no, like, but I'm just saying, like, you guys are overlooking my boy. You guys are already. Right. Well, uh, he's not even a boy. He's, yeah. he's he's a senior citizen, you know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, a little early, but I do I do have Jan in that fight, mm. and if if he wins, like I think he's gonna win. That Jan versus Yuri fight is gonna be insane. Yeah, because Yuri's just a fucking wild man, bro. He's just, I mean, his hair alone was just like, it just showed you like, I don't give a fuck. I'm yeah, out here so just. so unique. Like. But, you know, I think that was like kind of like homage to a traditional um, like Muay Thai or something, right? Like, I know I, he did say that he's seen it from Muay Thai people originally and they made him want to do it too. It's just crazy. I mean, we haven't seen him since last summer, but his hair grew fucking fast. Yeah. That was, a, that was a crazy haircut. I've never seen that I know, before. I'll tell you that for sure. So unique. And then, like, I like his approach to the game, too. Like, he's not one of those fighters that's, like, going in, like, I'm going to talk shit on you. You know, like, on his Conor McGregor or Colby Covington type shit. Like, he's more, like, super respectful about the game. Like, yeah, I like the way he talked about Dominic Reyes. He's like, he didn't give me any, like, any malice or any, like, bad energy. Like, I just felt him being a very respectful fighter. Like, he just wanted to get down with me, you know. Like, he wanted to throw the fisticuffs at him. Which I understand, like, I, I like that, you know, I like fighters that are actually, like, pretty respectful and, like, they go in and they do their work. And then for him to fucking go in and get that fucking spinning back elbow, which is, like, the third in UFC history ever. And, like, I was, and I think they were saying that the other two were by the same person. No, I think they were different no? people. When I look back at them, they didn't look like the same person. I'm not too sure, but they didn't look like the same person. I mean, there's been crazy finishes, you know, spinning elbows, back elbows, fucking whatever, you know. I mean, that was... It wasn't a Hail Mary because he had thrown that a couple of times and it landed, you know, just yeah. Dominic. I think it was just the accumulation of Dominic looked fucking battered, bro. His eye was swelling. Yeah. I mean, Yuri's face looked, looked damn bad. near clean. Yeah, he... Yuri's face had like a, he, he had like a little scuffle right here, a little scuff right there on the top of his forehead. Okay. But, you know, like Yuri was like un, unscathed. I mean, he was getting rocked, too. You yeah, know, it wasn't yeah. like he was in, in a, a fight, bro. He was getting fucking rocked. And just Dominic looked like he just, every punch was meeting a fucking sledgehammer, bro. It was just His face was battered. It was, it was all bad. I mean, he's staring at a three-fight losing streak right now. It's not looking so good for Dominic, you know. Um, but, I mean, all of his losses are to fucking killers. Yeah, it's like you know? So, I mean, he's he lost to Yuri, lost to Jan, lost to John. past so. champion. Yeah. I mean, Bellator's probably like, what's up, Dominic? <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, though, too, oh, Dominic man. Grace had a pretty quick rise to the title shot. Like, he got in yeah, the UFC. Five fights, six like, fights, I think. A couple quick finishes. I mean, the two guys that he beat, like, towards the end was, like, Cannoneer, and then he beat what, Weidman. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he beat Weidman with a knockout. And, like, now, <laughs> looking back at that, like, it's I guess it's good. But, like, Weidman was coming up at the time. He wasn't a 180 or true, like, light heavyweight. Yeah, I think I think his ego kind of played uh, into his downfall a little bit because I, I think he's still kind of riding that like, oh, I beat John Jones back in yeah. what February of last year, <laughs> you know. That so might be his downfall. I think too. he, yeah, and then with 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 the Yan fight, he just got sucked into trading back and forth, and ultimately Yan just hit him with a harder shot. Yuri just 
was just in his face, relentless, bro. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think he just overwhelmed because at times it looked like Dominic was kind of like, fuck. Like, you seen him, like, when they were on the ground, like, he, he laid his head back kind of like, shit, I'm stuck in this position. Mm-hmm. You know? And just the body language just said, like, he wanted out. Kinda, you know, it's like, damn, this guy's too much for me. Like, you know, yeah. like, and he wasn't backing down. You know, he was still throwing, and he wasn't like just shelling up and just taking the damage and just, oh, I quit. You know, he literally just went out on a shield, and and it, oh fuck, dude, it was. I feel like this year is just devastation after devastation. Oh. You know, they like just devastating knockouts, bro. And that one, I mean, the way oh, he landed on his god, I just thought about that right now. Oh my god, his the, neck. <laughs> way he landed on his neck was pretty flash. That shit's not okay, honestly. He needs to go look, get a neck brace on him. Luckily, right he was out already when he before he hit the ground, so he bite. was just limp, you know. But still, that, that was still... pretty damn, pretty damn bad. Yeah, I felt like we just saw someone get murdered out there, and then he took like so long to get up. Like even when. Or yeah, even when they the announced room. the winner, yeah, he wasn't yeah. he wasn't up. Yeah. He was still like struggling, which which leaves you fucked up because it's like, damn, he he got a beating and then he got put to sleep on top of that, like which is not good for you. You get pretty much finished in your last two fights, and like ah man, that sucks. It's gonna be a hard road back for Dominic, but for Yuri going forward, I'm excited to see whatever is like next for him because I feel like a title shot is in line after this fight, waiting for the Glover to share versus Jan winner, and if not. Give him another number one contender fight if it's going to take so long, you know. But even then, it, he seems like a guy that actually wants to stay active and, like, keep going out there and stuff. So I wouldn't be mad at seeing him come back sooner and shit. But how about Cub Swanson, man? Cub Swanson versus Giga Chikadze. Um, there's Papa, not much, Papa Bear? There's not much you could say. Cub Cub just got taken out with a nasty body kick, bro, right? How did you, you think the fight was going to play out originally? Um, I thought it was just going to be back and forth, kind of. Uh, Giga was going to try to stay at range, you know, use his kickboxing, and he did. And Cub was going to just try his best to get in, you know, in, inside and and just do what he does with those with those crazy hooks. But, you know, he, he caught a nasty kick, you know. And honestly, I don't think anybody can take body or, yeah, damage to the body, mm. you know, a whole round, let alone a whole fight, you know. So... It was just a matter of time, I think, you know, and it was, uh, unfortunately, it was what, what, the first, second kick to the body. It looked like and he got him right at the bottom of his ribs, too. Oh, like, for sure, some are broken. E- even, no, I think it just hit, like, the liver. It was, like, literally on the right side, lower, right under the ribs. Like, yeah, it was just either all meat or it just, it just got the insides, bro, and just, uh, he's probably still feeling it, you know? Whether I, felt, I felt it for him, because cause he gets hit, and he goes, Ooh, like, you could see him go <laughs> in the face, yeah, like, he just... Like, yeah. it, like, all oh, his air comes out, and then he's, like... Just cringes, like, Giga, yeah. Giga tries to close the gap, and he tries to, like, reach for the leg, but it's, like, a half-ass reach. Like, uh, oh, like, oh, I can't even breathe right now. Like, I'm trying to hold on. And then as soon as Giga pulls his leg out, like, he just closes up, kind of shells up, because I feel like he just couldn't catch himself and, like, get his breath back, which fucked him over in the end, but... Yeah, Cub just got... He turtled up and was like, you know what, I'm... I think... Because <clears throat> the, the head punches weren't really landing, like, to knock him out. It was just, <coughs> excuse me. It was just more like, fuck. I I can't recover from this body just shot. The inability to protect yourself, like you just couldn't do it. So he was just getting fucked over in the end. And at the end, you know, they I think they train in similar areas in yeah. similar spots, maybe even at the same gym. You know, so it, there was a lot of respect afterwards, which is cool to see. You know, like you know what? There was no like no hard feelings, no malice. You know, it's just. Uh, one, one thing I heard going into the fight was Giga had a lot of respect for Cub Swanson because. 
Cub and him had trained at one point with the same trainer. Not Giga didn't train there for a long time, but he had a couple sessions with them, and he needed the trainer. And that trainer recently passed away. I think in between this fight and Cub's last fight, he passed away sometime in between. And so like Cub is still like I'm. I don't know if he has a head coach yet or anything like that, but I know that it did affect him and stuff because he talked about it kind of during the week and stuff. So I was like, maybe that's why they had that little bit of background. But what did you make of Giga Chikadze's call out? Did you like his call out against like Max Holloway? Or did you? Because it's, it's out of pocket for sure. It's out of. He, I doubt he's gonna get that shit. Max is like Giga who? Yeah, he's like yeah. alright, bro. Gigabyte? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you gotta shoot your shot. You know, you gotta call people out. You gotta yeah. get your name out there. I mean, you're you're in a co-main spot. You get a finish on a guy like, like Cub. He's a veteran, well known. Um, that just brings more eyes. Like, oh, Giga. Okay, you know, who, who's this guy? You know. Yeah, I feel you. And um, and what he's fighting for is just great too. You know, he's fighting for uh to fight against cancer. You know, his, his oh yeah, his, his mother's going through a a battle with cancer. You know, so I, I that's that's a big motivation for him to you know I got to go out there and, and not only get a win but just you know I want to fight for something bigger than myself you know that's yeah that's that's cool yeah that's super cool i'll say i really like that so then we'll go on to the next fight which was uh eon kutalaba versus dustin jacoby i'll just give it like this i thought jacoby was gonna be able to win i thought he's gonna be able to like keep that distance but i thought eon kutalaba did such a good job with like mixing in the wrestling or e1 e1, e1 right? yeah, yeah yeah mixing in the wrestling and kind of just like getting jacoby down in those first the first round and a half i would say he was doing very well, even sometimes in the, like the later rounds, just like getting that clinch. But his gas tank lasted him a lot longer than I was expecting. Because at the end of the second, I was like, he's done. Like, he's not going to be able to, like, keep this up. Even after the first, I was like, he's done. Like, he's tired as fuck already. So, did you have a winner in that fight, or do you agree with the draw? I don't know how to feel about it. Like, because even when I saw the fight, I was like, I can see why they gave it a draw. But I honestly thought E1 kind of edged it out a little bit, too, to be honest. But I... W- I wasn't like, what the fuck, a draw? You know what I mean? What, what did you think about it? I honestly, um, I agree with the, the the ref that, or not the ref, the judge that gave it 28-28. Because the way I see it, it was, first round was a 10-8, bro. Easy. Like, E1 was just on his ass and just, Jacoby, I think, landed like maybe 10 punches or something. I mean, he almost got, I think he almost got finished in my opinion. He did. He he was getting really fucked up at one point. Yeah, and Ewan just showed his strength in the first round and I think he kind of gassed out <clears throat> trying to trying to get the finish in yeah. the first round and uh, he's not really known as a wrestler, you know, so for him wrestling him around, I think that kind of tired him out too, you know, so um so with that getting a 10-8 round and then losing the last two rounds, I totally agree. Like cuz I thought Jacoby one second and third, you know. So I'm like, oh, that's a good comeback. But you lost the, f- the first round of ten eight. So it's you know, like- seeing it kind of scored like that, I would understand because like I thought Jacoby, like those two rounds. I mean, I could see him winning him, you know. But like I did think that Eon had his moments, but seeing it like, I guess in a way, um, scored like that makes a lot of sense too. Yeah, you know. So I wasn't upset. I was kind of like, oh, uh, it was kind of real like, um, anticlimactic like. Because um, it just was like, oh, it's a draw. And then he's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. All right. damn, after that scrap, like, <laughs> we don't have a winner. Yeah. Like, fuck. <laughs> All right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that fight didn't have anything. It wasn't, like, fight of the night. It didn't have, like, moments where you're like, oh. It just was, like, a back-and-forth fight mm-hmm. between some big big guys. 
There was more grappling than I wanted to see. Yeah, you know. I wanted to see them bang it out. I wanted someone to go to sleep. With someone like Ewan, <laughs> you you would think like you know he's going for the kill. Because I mean, he, nine times out of ten, he's going in for the kill. He's trying to go hard as fuck right away. I mean, after getting knocked the fuck out by Kalayev, <laughs> I mean, this was pretty safe. This was, yeah. even though you had you didn't walk away with the win, maybe he walked walked away with the moral victory. Like yeah. you know what, you know he looks a little bit more marked up than I do. You know, um, I don't know. Overall, it was a decent fight. I wouldn't say this was a must watch. It was decent. What fight was on the... Co- I'm trying to think of the one before the Cody Stanton was, fight, but I can't think. It was in the girls' fight where she got upkicked, the illegal upkick. Was that on the main card? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. To be honest with you, no, it wasn't. It was on the pre... It, it was, was like the... It was a feature featured prelim. prelim. Yeah, Ronda Marcos, right? Versus that girl. Yeah, the red hair girl. It wasn't Cody Stamen and Rob next, was it? Rob was... That was the first fight. That was the first fight to kick off. Damn, we're terrible. <laughs> I, I just... I, I, my phone's up there, so I don't know, honestly. My phone just died. It just died. Alexis, look this up. Come on, Jamie. Come on, AWOW. We're, we we should be on this. But we can talk about Marab. Fuck it. I mean, right. If it was the opening fight, we yeah. can just talk about that. Go back to the next fight or whatever. All right, so... Marab versus Cody Stamen. I thought Marab... Honestly, I had Cody Stamen because during the week... You know, fighters talk about, oh, this is my best camp. Like, I'm Strickland. in the best shape I've ever been. Oh, Strickland versus Jocko. Fuck it, I'm already starting with this one. Yeah. So I was like, Cody Stamen is going to be on his like, best shape. He has really good wrestling, and his striking is really good, too. Like He has the ability to like mix it up. He's not the best at anything, but he's really good at multiple things. You know, So I was like, Morab is really, really good at wrestling, but his hands are like not all there either. You know, like I haven't seen him have the best performances just on the stand-up. So I'm like... Let me question him a little bit, you know? But Marab came out looking really good on the feet. Surprisingly, like, he landed some big shots, and then he was able to incorporate the takedowns. And like we were saying yesterday, like, he was just the more active fighter of the two. Like, constantly on on Cody Stamen throwing shots. Even if it was, like, little shots when he was at the bottom, like, in bad positions, he was still hitting Stamen with more shots. Like, Stamen would be on top, not really landing or throwing anything. You know what I mean? So it's just like... The work and the pace of Marab is just, like, something to give a lot of credit to. Like, I was I was impressed by his performance just with the fact that he was able to stand up and hold his own on the feet. Yeah, I mean, usually, you know, when there's two wrestlers going at it, it's it's a stand and bang yeah. type of situation. But Marab did pretty good to just, he has, like, a pace that's just, like, it's unlike anybody else in the UFC. You know, this guy can just fucking push and push and keep going and push, you know? And I was, I was going to say Yuri, too, but, like, not to cut you off, but, like, Yuri is, like, someone that I could say is like that because he just, this pace is retarded, like. I don't, but it's not, like, it's not fast, fast, boom, 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 you know? And Marab is just quick, you know? And at that weight class, 135, I mean, fuck, dude. Those guys are killers, and then. You know, I was really impressed with the striking, honestly, because his striking is kind of, I wouldn't say mediocre, but it's not the greatest, you know. I was more, his his skill set is like the wrestling and, and that ground control and shit like that. But um, he looked pretty good. It looked like he, he had uh, Cody stunned a couple times and ultimately just showed how dominant he is, you know. And he's just slowly, he reminds me of like a, a Habib, you know. It's not, he's not flashy, even though he, he's been put to sleep, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, He's just like a quiet guy that's just I'm a dominant wrestling type of type of guy, but I'll, I'll stand and bang too, you know. And who knows? Maybe this would be his 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 rise again to to the top. You know, he was ranked I think 12 or 13, one of those, and I think it would be top top 10. I, he he deserves an, another top 10 guy. You're that. All right. Well, 
There's a Sean Strickland versus Jocko. That's the fact that we skipped over a little right. bit. I'll let you kick this off. What did you think of Sean Strickland's performance? Because, um, you know, he remind the way he looked. He reminded me of a young Michael Bisping. You know, the bald, bald head. Just, <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Just like the mean look, you know, and um, he talk shit like him too. I mean, he was real quiet though. I mean, this fight, he was just serious and just was. I think he knew what was at stake. You know, with Jocko, like Jocko, whatever. Um, he knew he was a dangerous guy and. He, I mean, he was ultimately, like, fighting to keep his his ranking, you yeah. know. Um, hell of a fight, you know, just was in his face. Slowly just walked him down the whole fight and just had his hands just tight. Had a tight guard and quick. I mean, I, probably one of the more crisp boxing I've seen at that weight class, at mm-hmm. 170. I mean, it was pretty damn good. I mean, even um, Teddy Atlas, Teddy Atlas uh, chimed in. It was like, wow, his perfect example of a, of a striker right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just wasn't wasting any, any energy on, on throwing you know, wild shots. It was just everything was down the down the pipe. Even, even his hooks were just well timed and nothing was wasted. You know. Yeah. It, and, um, it it was it was a damn good fight. I think Strickland is he's on a, what, a three fight winning streak, four at fight. Least, I think. At least honestly, I think it's like a three or four fight winning streak right now. Um, one of his fights. I mean, only he only has three losses. I think you know. So one of those being to um. To the champ, you know, Usman. Ponzinibbio at his prime in 2015. Ponzinibbio at his killing prime, yeah, for sure. Um, and then he lost to Eliseo Dos Santos. So, I mean, it's a bunch of killers, you know. So, he's he's the guy to be reckoned with, not to be reckoned with, you know. Um, I, I, I'd like him to fight someone, um, yeah, maybe in top 15, you know, maybe top 10. Higher know? up on the ranks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I would like that, honestly. I like... Sean Strickland, surprisingly, because at first when I seen him, I was like, I don't like you at all. Because he was talking so much shit against Jack Marshman, and then I'm just like, bro, just fight already. Like, like I like when fighters talk during the fight. Oh, wait, so he fought Jack Marshman. He's 185. Yeah, well, he was talking all this shit to Jack. I think that was a catchweight fight that they just, like, I don't know if it was a catchweight, but it was during the whole Apex stuff when, like, everything was mm-hmm. going on. So he came in really quickly and fought that fight, and they were talking so much shit to each other. Well, him mostly being very loud during the fight. And then he went on to beat Brendan Allen afterwards. And then going on to this fight. But like like you said, like he's someone that, to the eye, he doesn't impress me at all. Like, he looks like, like, he doesn't look, like, it's not appealing. Like, that fighting style is not, like, the sexiest style. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not going to go out there and fucking Anderson Silva, like, front kick your ass to the face. Like, he's more of, like, I'm in your face. I'm moving very well when you ever try to throw a strike at me and, like, I'm getting out the way. And like you said, being very energy efficient. Like a cater in a way? Like almost like a cater, yeah. But like even his stance, like it just trips me out because like it seems like he's going to be sloppy, but he's also very good. And I mean, a 22-3 and three record, that's, or sorry, 23-3-0 and 0 now is a pretty good record. Honestly, you're in the UFC. You have 10 wins in the UFC. And then like on top of that, like I liked his press conference interview. He was talking about how like, he was like, honestly, I was kind of finding like a little bit of a coward. He's like, but. Jocko hit me with some good shots on his way back that stunned me. So, like, I knew I had to respect his power and be very, very, very cognizant of it because, like, he can come back and sleep me. Like, he's he's lost twice by knockout, so I'm sure he knows that feeling of being knocked out by someone that has power and stuff, too. Yeah, especially, you know, you're making that, uh, making that move up to 185, you know. Yes, sir. <clears throat> those, are, those, are, those boys are bigger. But uh, he looks pretty good. He looks fast, crisp. Um, I'm excited to see him fight again. All right, so that was the main card. I mean, prelims are pretty weak. Yeah, I was going to say, so know. next week we're supposed to have a banger of a card. 
It was lining up to be a banger of a card. It was supposed to be pretty good. Yeah. It's okay now. The main event's seeming it's going to be Marina uh, Rodriguez versus Michelle Watterson. But we're supposed to have Corey Sanhagen versus TJ Dillashaw. So I was going to ask you, during the week, Sanhagen had an interview. And during the interview, he was asked if he was offered any replacements for the fight. And he ended up getting offered Pedro Munoz. And he was like, nah, I'm going to turn it down and just try to fight Sanhagen, or sorry, Dillashaw again in two months from now. What do you think of his option or like his choice to do that? Do you think it was good or do you think he should have just fought Pedro Munoz and he would have been in the same position either way getting the title shot? Um, nah, I think he he needs that TJ Dillashaw fight. He's been calling him out a while. Um, when when he started his his uh his new streak, you know he called out or before I think he started his new streak. He said he'd welcome back TJ Dillashaw, you know, and I'm like, okay, that's definitely a good fight, you know. T- Corey is fucking dangerous dude i mean he's long lanky for that weight class you know he's that'd be that'd be one hell of a fight you know and and why not i mean your next it's either big name tj dillashaw which is obviously going to be a main event it's going to be a main event on fight night or a title shot you know and fuck it why am i going to fight pedro munoz who i believe is on a losing streak yeah and um he's just not that that draw that you want you know that attention that you want right now is TJ Dillashaw for sure. You want to be that fight to welcome him back because if you knock him out, it's like oh you're for sure. Because TJ Dillashaw, I don't know if you you have him on social media or anything, yeah. but he's looking fucking big, bro. And he's off and the sh- APO, CEO, uh, APO. <laughs> he's got that star power too, like the fame. Like yeah, he had like a champion at one yeah, point. That right? Corey like, can like just get completely off of him and onto him. He has the name recognition, yeah. yeah. So like like I said, it's he wants the big fight. Or a title shot, you know, and I don't blame him. So I mean, Pedro Munoz, he's a dangerous fight. Well, how do they say it? it's um, high risk, low reward? You know what I'm saying? You know, so I, I'm not mad at Corey at all. You know, it sucks that we lost the, the main event, we lost a banger of a fight, but you know what? Fuck it, shit happens too in training. Most of the time, most injuries happen in training. You know, yeah. and that's unfortunate. He had busted his eye open, um, you know, with a headbutt. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it is what it is. It's like fuck. Like it and like that fight was just like oh, I was lining up to be so good. Like the the blood, like in a way, it's bad blood now because they talk shit about each other in interviews. Like D- Dillashaw's called him a douche, and then Sandigan's like, "Bro, you fucking you took steroids and shit. Like you're a cheater, you know? Like what can I say about you other than that? Like you're a cheater." And so going into this, I was like, "Man, they've trained with each other, so they know they have that little bit of history with each other." I was just so excited to see Sandigan go out there. And, Hopefully finish Dillashaw. Like, I like Dillashaw. He's a cool fighter. But, like, the whole cheating thing and, like, taking EPO and all that, like, it, it really threw him, threw me off of him. You know what I mean? Like, to credit him makes me think he's been doing it for a long time. Even Cody Stamen was like, I know people that know Dillashaw. Like, this isn't the first time he's doing this. He's like, if you are if you uh, get, get a DUI, I'm sure it's not the first time you've been drinking and driving. I'm sure it's the first time you got caught. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and he didn't even get caught by USADA. He got caught by a commission. Which is like even more, you know, like his his coaches like kind of knew everything was up with Usada and stuff. So like, I don't know. I was very excited to see Sanhagen go out there and get the finish on him. Another fight that was going to be on the card. I don't know if you want to talk about it now and everything. Yeah, I mean, on. we lost the co-main to that yeah. to the yeah. fight next week. I try too. to look up the rest of the fights, and there's nothing on there besides like one fight. That's go to Tapology. That's listed. Go USC Shout Tapology. Out. Yeah, Tapology is going to have almost everything updated pretty properly and like. They already have Marina Rodriguez and Michelle Watterson as a main event. 
Um, yeah, I'd seen uh, Michelle Waterston post on Twitter, like, oh, main event, time for a main event, or something like, yeah. something like that, you know? And then she does her little TikTok dances that she did, <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be striker versus striker. I mean, Mariana, oh, Mariana has pretty pretty good ground game, mm-hmm. so maybe, you know, she's not... She's not winning on the feet. Maybe she'll take it down. You know, and maybe that's Michelle's uh, kind of weakness. You know. Yeah. But um, my early lean, I think, actually got Mariana Rodriguez. She's kind of on a streak right now. I mean, she finished uh, Amanda Hebas. Yeah, I was gonna say, but, I... and she, you know, she knocked not knocked her out, but she had her wobbly to the point where there was no coming back. There was no winning. No, no, Hebas no, after the fight was even just like standing there wobbled. You know, and uh, it was a good stoppage. You know, and. Um, yeah, I think you know this is this is the fight that you know she's getting a big name. She's getting a main event, you know that's gonna be huge. You know, so if she can get a finish or even get a good win, you know it's gonna be a, it's gonna project her to getting a, a a title fight or even just that much closer. You know, yeah, for sure. What are the other fights on the card? Can you go over them really quickly? So I don't know if it's in order, but they have as the main the Marina Rodriguez Michelle Waterson. Yeah, and it goes to Ben Rothwell versus Philip Lins. Ben. Philip Lins, that should be. And then the whatever. Amanda okay. Hibas, <laughs> and then it goes to Amanda Hibas versus Hill Angela oh, Hill. Oh, that should be good. I mean, I like them. That's a yeah. that's a pretty good matchup. Looking down here, there's some good names like Neil Magny versus Jeff Neal. Right oh after. yeah, that fight's on there. That should be a banger. Wow, that's on the prelims. No, that's the main card. Oh okay okay. That should that should be headlining or co-maining. Co-main now at least or um, headlining like. For got, sure, I would rather have that as a headline. They have Diego Fiera versus Gregor Gillespie. Phil Hawes versus Kyle Dawkins. What? Ryan. Diego Fajeda versus Gregor Gillespie? Yes. Oh, Carlos Diego Fajeda. Well, yeah, it just has Diego Ferreira on here. Okay, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, that yeah, should yeah. be a good fight right there. At uh, first, I was thinking of the bigger Fajeda or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? The yeah, yeah. 170? Okay. And it has Ryan Benoit versus Zamu. Is it, what is that? <laughs> it's like two R's together. I thought it was an M, but it was just What'd two. What'd you call me? It was two R's together. It looked like an M. What's your name? So, <laughs> Zaruka. Fuck you, Tony. Adashi. Adashi. It's a flyweight fight, I think. Remember me. And then Maurice Green versus Marcos Rodrigo de Lima. Christine, Christine, Man. Christian Aguilar versus Carlson so Harris. It's a so-so night, it sounds yeah. like, you know. And then yeah. two and more we, fights after that. We lost our main yeah. event. I, they should have main made Magni and Neil the main event, you know. Yeah. Yeah, on here it says the rumor is that that's the main, the Waterson one. The Watterson, yeah, I heard that too on like a lot of. I'm like, pretty sure it is platforms. because if she's already posting on social media, she got hit up by the UFC already. Oh yeah, at least she has to have gotten hit up by them. She's like, all right, cool, let me take this up. But that Jeff Neal and Neil, Neil Magnify, I think that's gonna be really good. Yeah, I'm gonna one. lean towards Jeff Neal in that one, but I could see uh, Neil Magny's pace giving him some trouble. But I do see, I did see Ali during the week talk about if Neil Magny gets the win, then he would like to see Chimaev come back and fight Neil Magny. He's like, what about is it, is it the who just lost to Kiesa, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Kiesa, that was... I, it was a close fight. I give Kiesa credit for that, though. I'm still surprised he did so good against him. So, we, we kind of didn't even talk about it, but we lost to Comain, Diego yeah, Sanchez. Yeah, I was going to say... Um, versus Donald Cerrone. Yes. Due to um, Diego Sanchez, he got cut by the UFC. A lot of scare. I mean, the initial reason, I think, is because his health is... Um, too, they don't want to risk him getting more too damage. questionable to continue, you know, giving him fights. And he had one more fight on his contract, but that's why they um, essentially pulled the fight, you know, or supposedly pulled the fight. 
But um, I guess there's he's posting all kinds of videos right now on his Instagram. Um, looks like behind the scenes type stuff, like yeah, stuff that he was stuff yeah, he was waiting to post shit, out yeah. until he was out of the UFC. I feel like you but, know. But then again, it's like there's always two sides to the story. Like we've been just seeing UFC sides this whole time, you know. Like we never really got to see what Diego was going through or like his side either too. I mean, so, videos are starting to emerge. So well, maybe yeah, now that videos yeah. are maybe legally to they had to wait until they were under contract with them anymore, and now like. They got all. Oh, I got all this dirt. I got all these videos, and I don't. But it's not looking so good for Diego either way. Yeah, like he's, he's not, not giving look- himself any fucking room for this. Like, like he's not doing himself well. No, yeah, because yeah, I feel like ultimately, like, what does Diego want to do? Does he want to stay in the yeah. UFC, keep fighting, or does he want to do something else? You know, like, well, not making think, it clear. Like, I think right now he feels attacked, and he's just trying to, um, like that. I think he feels like he's being like, like his character's being defamed. You know. Defamed, defamed, right? <laughs> the, the legal term of defamation of character. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying like I feel like he's trying to defend himself because he's like, no, my legacy and my and my name's at at risk right now. You know, and uh, but that's a I thing. mean, when you're backed into a corner, maybe he's like, fuck, I have you know, like yeah. I don't, but his the, coach is not doing him any justice either. Yeah. You know, she, he's not helping him any. Well, any, that's where he's any. fucking up, right? Like, because Alexis <laughs> was talking about the whole gaslighting thing, like. You know, about Diego and, like, how he's been looking and shit like that. But, like, at the same time, Diego's not doing well for himself. And, like, like the whole start of this, start like, let's start it off from where we know, at least. Like, all we knew is that he had a divorce, got rid of his whole coaching team, and then his next fight, he ended up coming in with this coach. A random coach who owns a school of awareness. Like, um, he teaches... Like, unconventional ways. Shit. Like Super unconventional. Shit that... I doubt works. Like if you follow McDojo life on Instagram, yeah, those one of the kind of shit. I feel like he's like one of those like examples. Like, yes, of fake teachings, like know? a con like, artist in a way. Just yeah, yeah just yeah. conning people out of their money and showing them ways like, oh, you can get out of this, um, out of this situation with this technique, and it's like what? Like it's I've seen clips. Point and shit, like I've yeah. seen clips of him chasing his students with a knife. With a knife around uh, a cage. Oh yeah, I seen that. <laughs> I'm like, that's okay. I've seen unconventional training, but that seems pretty fucking preposterous. Yes, yes, yes. But then it's sure. like looking at from the other side too. Like Connor also you went to him as like a coach before, didn't he? What? Did, wasn't like isn't that what Nate was making fun of him before? No, you no, were no. playing touch, touch but was the, no, it was him guy? and another guy. They oh, were okay. they were like f- fucking around in the in their practices, kind of <laughs> like. Funny. Like lightly touching each other, oh, like okay. I thought that things. was the same guy this whole time. No, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 dude. But like, I mean, like, come on, like, you go into there and like, if you go on YouTube, like, if you guys haven't seen, go on YouTube and go look up his videos. Like, go see if you can find it out for yourself and see if you like think he, what he's doing is good. And then on top of that, he's going in the corners and giving shitty advice the whole time. Like, whenever he's giving Diego advice, it's nothing technical, nothing that's gonna help him get to where he needs to be. At least before when he had the was it Jackson Wink that he trained up before. When he had Jackson Wink, like, he had those coaches to give him some technical advice to at least improve his game. Like, now, he's going out there and he's throwing fucking rolling thunders and shit in the beginning of the fight. Like, dumb shit. Like, trying to throw flying mm-hmm. knees like Masvidal. Like, come on, I think bro. there was like, a, <laughs> a story that came out at one point. I think Dana pointed out that he, the coach, Fabio, went up to the commission and told him, yo, I taught Diego this death touch. Just so you guys are aware that he can kill, like... This fighter at any point with this move oh or some shit. God. See what I mean? He should be. Are you for real? He yeah, should I'll be the star. He should be the star of McDojo's live uh, documentary that he's making. You know, like fuck, dude. We just need that soundbite. If you can get the soundbite too of a uh, 
Paul Felder telling him, like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, <laughs> like I just, like, come on. You're going to go up to the, the fighter meeting where, if you don't know, the UFC has a fighter meeting pretty much every day, like every event with the UFC fighters. They'll get them, and they pretty much bring them up, and they talk to them, give them what's their game plan, like how you've been feeling coming into this fight and shit. And so after they're done, Joshua Fabio wants to come up and kind of, like, take a stand, you know what I mean? And, like, kind of defend himself, you know? And, like, the, the issue with him is that, he always tries to bring it back to himself. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it looks like he's always trying to bring it back to himself and, like, trying to defend himself and be like, you guys are making me look bad. Yeah, but you're he, also making Diego look bad. Like, you're making us look bad. And he's shit. a he's an egomaniac, it seems like. You know, he's just concerned about, you guys are disrespecting my name. And, okay, yeah, I mean, Diego... Creating a narrative. Diego has not been looking good. And, you know, I've... You know, the narrative on the commentary is not to your liking. You know, that's not... It's no one's fault, you know. It's the commentary team. Don't don't come at the whole UFC, you know. Yeah. But you know, the, I feel like a lot more stuff is gonna unfold. So we're just gonna let this play out. We'll, we'll be giving updates. <laughs> yeah, it's going crazy. Cause at first, like the last things that we know is Diego got released from the UFC. He gets yeah. released from the UFC, and like you said, starts releasing all these fucking videos. And then on top of that, like. Like, I mean, some of the videos, you got to, like, watch both of them. They all, they're all on his Instagram page if you guys want to go check it out. It's Diego Nightmare Sanchez. But, like, damn, like, I don't know. I just I just don't, didn't expect, like, his career to, like, fall off like this so hard, you know? Because he was, like a, like, a fighter that I was so... When all this started, I was, like, very interested in him still because it's like, oh, this is Diego Sanchez. He's had fucking wars. He's in the Hall of Fame for having a war with Clay Guida. Is he one of the... UFC fighters are like the longest active, like yeah. He's uh, the fighting time. He's the only fighting fighter time, like, still from the first season of Tough. Yeah, I remember him on the active. on Tough, and like he's been there since the beginning. The like, first so Tough, yeah. So he's seventeen years now. He grew up in the UFC because he was nineteen years old when he was on t- when he won Tough. So he's thirty something years old, you know. So he's. It's just sad to see like. He might be one of the first ones along, or not the first ones, but along the first ones, among the first ones, to maybe have some health uh, health issues from fighting. Especially know? if you're considering his style, too. Like, his style is not one that that, that warrants not technical. getting touched. Yeah, very technical, a lot of head movement, you know, like staying out the way and not getting hit. It's, I'm going to bring the war. Like, I'm going to bring the war, get in your face, and, like, that's where he, that's where he thrives. Like, he thrives in the war and shit, and, like, it's troubling when when you see someone like that kind of like it feels like falling for what Joshua Fabia is doing, you know, and like all that ridiculousness. Like for him to go into that and be like, like you just want better for him, you know what I'm saying? Like you just want better, and like I didn't want his because this was his last fight, and it was supposed to be really good. Like Cowboy Cerrone, on top of that too, he wanted he to fuck him up. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know if you've seen the videos that Donald Cerrone. Yeah, posted. there was some bad blood going into <laughs> this, which was made it more a little more interesting, but. Explain the bad bad too though, like the why why I there guess, was bad. Well, I guess when Diego left the uh, um Jackson Wink or when Donald left Jackson Wink, you know, there was just some shit talking like, you know, oh you're leaving, you're a traitor type shit, you know. But I heard that he was going and like like posting it on like his socials and stuff and whenever he would see shit of Cowboy Cerrone at like um like even restaurants and shit, he'll rip it down and stuff. Like being very disrespectful to Donald Cerrone, which made him be like like Fuck you, you know, like, I want to fuck you up. Yeah, it was some weird beef. I think it was probably just Diego's way to, like, kind of go out on top or not on top, but with, like, with a bang, I guess. I don't know. It's weird. 
It's just weird. Like, it's all this sad. is weird. It's sad. Like, you don't want to see it happen to a fighter, you know? Especially someone that's, like... Well-respected? Yeah, was well-respected. Like, now it's, like, it's, it's hard to defend him a lot of times. But do you think it's, you know? like, not hard to defend Diego, but just kind of separate him from the Fabio? You think it's hard to do that now? Because he's so involved in his life? And he stands by when he says a lot of shit, too. I mean, like... I don't know. I feel like they're so intertied with each other. Because even when Diego posts a video, like, nine times out of ten, Joshua Fabia is there. Like, there he's involved in shit. You know, I, mean? I feel like there's more there. It's a weird relationship. They got an OnlyFans together. <laughs> nah, just kidding. <laughs> they do, though. Yeah, he, Supposedly, well, they they're showing their techniques. <laughs> their fighting yeah, techniques or uh, whatever. Uh, but, uh, I've been seeing that, like, more stuff has been going on on OnlyFans. Like, something. Uh, well, yeah. That, well, oh, if, like, I not, mean, it's if, not just, like, you know... Uh, porn related yeah. like other people are like like i think dj khaled and like uh who else what's that one fat joe i think fat joe and dj khaled have like only fans where they do shit like probably well, music related there's podcasts that i follow too they have only fans and stuff too but they do it so that like they have content on there that pretty much you can pay for you know what i mean like so it's just for fans that are really into it and stuff and if you go on diego's instagram it says for all non-sexual content, go follow my <laughs> OnlyFans. <laughs> that shit's funny, funny dude. Oh, I don't know, man. When I see it, I was I just like, oh, him. man. <coughs> yeah, fuck. I wish him well. Yeah, I wish him well, too, honestly. Fuck. All right, Alexis, there's a couple questions. Can you ask those real quick? I want to get yeah. Kenny's take on that one. Uh, we kind of we kind of went over two of them already. But yeah. Oh, Whitaker one. Bam, bam. Do you think Adesanya wanted a fight on a specific, like, date so that Whitaker wouldn't be able to? Come back healthy in time to fight him? Mm. Like taking this with Tory fight? Maybe. Maybe it had something to do with it. Maybe he just likes to fuck with uh, Whitaker. Because he don't like him. You know? Um, or maybe that was just... I mean, because when, when did Adesanya last fight? March? You know? And he does like to stay active. So maybe, maybe it was just like, you know what? It just doesn't line up. I want to fight this date. If you can't fight that date, oh well, I'm fighting with Tory. Not that, like, that's a bad matchup either. Like, oh, fuck, I don't want to watch that. And it's like, okay, well, the first fight was a split decision, mm -hmm. kind of controversial a little bit. And, uh, you know, his, uh, Izzy's downfall was his takedown defense. So maybe he's improved it. I think he's improved it uh, a lot. So um, mm -hmm. this this second fight should be pretty good. I think Vittori has something to, to, to prove. He might be looking for the finish, but, which uh, could be his downfall. Yeah. You know me, I got Izzy no matter All what. Day. So. Yeah, is by finish or decision? I think he can finish him for sure. I think he can finish him. Ah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, third Honestly, third round, I think. The only reason why I, I even like wanted to think about that question was because during the week, that's when Robert Whitaker had an interview with Submission Radio, and on the interview, he was like, "Dude, I tore ligaments in my hand before the Gastelum fight. Like the UFC knew about this and everything. So like, just to recover that alone, and then to go back quarantine and like do all that, like it's just gonna take me too much time." to be able to come back, have a full camp, to get ready for this next fight, which is, like, too close. He's like, I kind of feel like it's easy taking a little dig at me, you know, knowing I won't be ready by then. But at the same time, like, it is what it is. Like, I'll, I'll get them when, they, uh, when they're when they done. Like, I, I just hope they bash each other, like, you know, like, really beat the shit out of each other. So, that, like, he's like, uh, and you know what interested me, too, is, like, <coughs> the fight that he wants isn't necessarily Izzy. Like, he doesn't really want, care about that rematch, you know, like, I'm good. He's like, I, I would rather have something fresh like Vittori. And they're like, why is that? And he's like, honestly, like, Izzy's a hard fucking matchup. Like, I, he's like, he's just a hard fight. Like, it's hard, to, it's hard to beat Izzy, you know? And, like, and that gives me, like, a lot of credit to Izzy because, like, 
it makes me respect Izzy even more because it's like, damn, like Robert Whitaker's pretty much going through the division and like cleaning his way everyone up, else yeah. out. Like he's pretty much beat all the top contenders. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. oh, you want the lighter? Can he yeah, toss it in? Toss it in this way. Yeah. And yeah, man, fuck. I just I don't know. I I could see I could see him doing it, but like for sure, I did think Izzy wanted to be active and he wants to like stay on a time schedule for the year. So I, I'm interested to see that Vittoria fight, but honestly, I do got Izzy. But I don't know. I think this time around, it's going to be a lot harder for I'm, him to clear out his division. I mean, November, uh, Whitaker wanted to fight yeah, again. I think that lines up pretty good. So I That's think that lines perfect, up. Yeah. You know, if Izzy, if Izzy finishes him, like I think he, he will. Um, I mean, to fight again, what was it, June? So June to November, it's another five months. That's still a good enough time frame to say you're, you're an active fighter and to defend your belt multiple times in a year. Mm-hmm. Who knows, November... You know, the world yes, can be yes. open more, and that gives... They, I mean, they've been wanting to do this... In Australia, uh, I think, no? They wanted to do it in New Zealand or Australia or something like that? The oh, Adesanya Whitaker? Yeah. They, maybe they do it in Africa, bro. You know, they've been wanting... They have three African champions. Fuck it. Go down to Johannesburg, uh, you know, one of the biggest cities in, in Africa. Yeah, that might but be a little bit harder wait. right now. Yeah, yeah, they said they wanted to wait till 2022. Once yeah, all the vaccines get, yeah. like, expedited. I think in Africa would probably be yeah, harder. Yeah, so, I mean, that. hopefully they all stay champ. You know, and then yeah. we can have that. That'd be monumental, bro. But I could see it happening in like too. New Zealand or Australia because they're a little bit more like safer with like how they handled the COVID shit. So they had fans back more quicker. So yeah. I like to um, see too. Who knows? Yeah. You know, time will tell. I mean, that card would fall perfectly though if you think like November in Australia or New Zealand or somewhere like that. Like New Zealand has already have like full rugby games with like people don't have to wear masks and stuff like that too. So like. I'm pretty sure they'll be able to actually hold it. But the only thing is, like, bringing all the UFC staff into there, having to get quarantined, and then getting ready to go in. Because, like, it's a pretty strict quarantine when you go into New Zealand and shit like that. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Is there any other things yeah. you want to talk about? I don't know if you guys want to go over some more questions. But, yeah. Ask uh, away, brother. Bro. All right. Uh, since the last last week's was in Florida, Kenny kind of touched on it that it was a smaller cage. You think it's going to affect fighters depending on where they have to fight if they go to the Apex or if they're going to fight in a full crowd like stadium with the bigger octagon. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, bigger <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, bigger yeah. bigger cage. I mean, you got people, I mean, it's a whole different different setting, you know? It's like you're fighting in in a in a gym setting or and then you're fighting in an arena setting, you know? So it's kind of like it's it's a whole and, and you know what? A lot of fighters are kind of like um, you know, everyone battles mental mental demons and shit you know so um with the crowd with you know bigger lights and you're on pay-per-view or shit shit like that you know i think that plays a huge role into into fighters mentality you know so uh it's gonna definitely affect fighters fights you know i mean we've seen it just the the first fight we had with fans everybody was fighting way differently yeah so um Coming forward, you know, like la- this week felt different, you know, like had there been fans, I think it would have been way crazier. I, I agree with that, bro. It felt way different this week. Like even just the hype of it, like I wasn't, it felt like last it week from the exciting, beginning. Huh? Yeah, I was like into it. Like I was like, like locked in, ready to go, like engaged. But like this week, it was like the background, like I guess it does play an effect even to the viewer. Like, yeah, because, you know? okay, like ha- that elbow landing on Dominic Reyes, yeah. the crowd would have went insane, <sighs> yeah, bro. Yeah, fuck yeah. That you know, because from beginning to end, everyone would have just been loud as fuck because, <laughs> bro, that fight from beginning <laughs> to end was just insane. So I know the crowd would have just been, like, 
roaring the whole time, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe it would have changed things, too. I don't know. It, like, I feel like the crowd, for every sport, it, it's it's huge because yeah. it just gives you that extra, like, adrenaline, I feel like, you know? It gives yeah. you, like, damn, I got, I got, I'm fighting in front of a full crowd, like, you know? And I just think it's it means more, you know? They that, should just stay out of Vegas. That makes sense, though, because, like, when you say that, like, even when you're looking at a, a game like basketball or football or soccer, home and away field, like, the advantage makes a big difference. Like, just being home and away, like, you see the players either go out there and, like, they're like, fuck that, we can't lose at our home. You know, we have to put the pace on. And, like, if you lose at home, it's like, oh, shit, the other team came on their shit. Like, they came on top of their game and you slept. Like, you fucked up, you know, like. Having that home advantage, and then on top of that, I feel like even <coughs> if you're not at home right now, crowds are getting so behind fighters. Like they're like super behind fighters. Like, like to the, like the last week when Jimmy Crew fought Anthony Smith, like everybody was like rooting for Anthony Smith, which is like, I don't know why I felt rare to see. You know, like Anthony Smith's not a fighter. That everybody's like, it's, it's let's a, go. You know, it's a, he's American. American. Yeah, that's they were thing. in Florida, bro. They're <laughs> yeah. Racist as fuck yeah. over there. <laughs> they're on their maga shit over there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's um, but I I definitely sad. see it being a difference, especially like the big cage, the small cage. Like for some some fighters that are like, especially pressure fighters that don't like to have their range and like keep their distance, it's gonna help them out for sure. Like having a bigger space, you know, and stuff like that, like or a smaller space just to like close the distance. But I don't know. I do think I want fans more often now. Honestly, oh, yeah. I hated it at first. I didn't want him, but like I kind of want him. They're gonna have UFC. Um, the world needs to go back. The, two sixty two fans in Phoenix everywhere. or something. Yeah, and there was the Connor one, right? Yeah, I think it's gonna be in Arizona. It's like, oh, and then this Arizona. next one's gonna be in the They're Apex. I don't know about it. This next one's gonna be Apex Chandler Oliveira. Um, no, I think no, wait, it's gonna I think be at it's the T-Mobile. Oh, the T-Mobile. Yeah, I think it's gonna be at With the T-Mobile Center. With fans, I think so. Or is that so. is that Connor in in? Because I know one's in Arizona for I sure. I could have sworn it's the next one. I'm oh, so then, uh, then the Connor one's in the T-Mobile probably. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that's just that sold sense. out. No, wait, wait, wait. As soon as it went on sale, it sold. It's the out. next one in Houston. Aren't they having it in Texas? Oh, I yeah, sworn it's in Texas. In two the weeks, is one, the, and then the Vittori the and Adesanya one is going to be in Glendale, Arizona. I saw them just post that on like MMA Junkie or something oh. today. And then so, the T-Mobile Center in July. Yeah, they'll probably arrange it to them because like. Yeah, they're gonna have to do more vaccines or shit like that. Shoot another question, Alexis. You got any more? Um, Shoot them. Sure. All right. So if the light heavyweight division isn't really looking too good right now. Yeah. What do you think is next for Yuri? He's looking like the next top contender. Like title shot. So you think you should just wait for the title shot? Definitely. Since there's no one else in like the division. There's yeah. There's I'm no trying to else. think off the top of my head. Like I can't. I don't know. I don't know who. Like a name that's on the sitting at the top of the light heavyweight division <coughs> that he could like. I, I mean, the only person I can think of is coming off a loss, which is um, Thiago Santos, which I think would be a good fight, you know, but like, because it'd be a striking battle. But even then, like, I kind of have Yuri, like, just his, like, his he was pressure and his pace. coming into the fight, was he? Um, I think he was ranked, because he fought Uzdemir, who was ranked, like, five. But that was his only first fight, right? Yeah, but if he's ranked five and you're fighting a top, like, five-ranked fighter, you're going to go in and, like, either take his spot. And lately, it's been, like, you take his spot, essentially, you know, and, like, he dropped back a couple fucking spots, but... Yeah, well, I mean, Dana even said um, the winner of that fight yeah. is going to take the winner of the title fight. So, and it's not that, I mean, it is, it is pretty long fight, right? isn't it? Like September? Yeah, that, that fight, time. the Yawn fight and the Glover fight, it's September, right? It's like uh, August pretty or late in the year, honestly. Yeah. I remember seeing it being like, like, damn, that's a that's a cool minute from now. I mean, I don't think that matters to Yuri because I think, yeah, 
I mean, Yuri's last fight was in July of last year. The Uzumir fight was last year? Yep. It was on Fight Island in July. The same card as uh, Fuck, that's uh, crazy. Masvidal that's like a and... fucking year. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yep. So, I, it's very, very doable. Yeah. I mean, he's next. <laughs> and next in line, he's, he's damn scary. Dangerous man to, to be lined up across. That guy is... That's for sure. How yeah. about with like TJ getting hurt in a training? Essentially, you feel like sparring is should be more cut down in like a fighter's training camp, or like not so go go as hard in training. Like Max Holloway has been saying, he has been sparring as lately, and he's been looking honestly better than ever. Like, yeah. So, do you think like they are losing like some of their best fights in the camps or in the training? Like just By going to sparring injured. or like yeah. I'll kick this one off. Yeah, I honestly do think that's true. Like, I think a lot of fighters will benefit from, like, not sparring so often. But, like, there's fighters, too, that talk about it. Like, Cub Cub was saying that he goes his last five weeks of camp. That's when he actually starts to spar a little bit heavier. But, you know, with TJ, like, I hear a lot of shitty things about TJ, too, as, like, a training partner that, like... He'll try and knock you out or something. Yeah, like, he's knocked guys out before. Like, one fight, um, I was seeing Uriah Faber and Cody Garbrandt talking about it. He was like... They were like, yeah, a, one of our guys had to pull out of a fight because during the week, like, Co- uh, Dillashaw pretty much need this fool while he was on his knees. And, like, I knocked him out, essentially, and he was like, he's not a good training partner. Like, he does dirty shit like that all the time. Like, And so if you have, like, a room where, like, you can't trust the guys completely, like, the guys you're training around, then I could see that for sure, you know? But, like, some people are, have, like, the ability to, like, I feel like spar at, like, a lighter pace, you know, where they're not throwing so heavy at each other and not trying to, like, really really damage each other but at the same time like i don't know i want to say yes and no like for max it's someone that works out very well but i'm sure there's other people that like need to have that sparring to get that like real life feel fighting you know so that they can get that practice in i don't know yeah like i feel like the hard sparring is is um is done less and less now you know especially with the, the top fighters you know um because i mean they they say it all the time hard sparring is Kind of like not a requirement, but it's a, it's essential to being to building uh, your fight, you know, your fight game, you know, because if you can't take a punch in in practice, more than likely you can't take one in the real in, in the in the octagon, you know, when it's when it's time to go. You feel yeah. me? So um, it it shit happens, bro. I mean, it's just it's an accident, you know. It wasn't like maybe he got. You know, somebody was going hard with him, got got him with a head kick, maybe got him with an elbow or something. He said know? it was a headbutt. headbutt yeah. Yeah. Oh, but it was a headbutt, you know? So, I mean, I'm sure he's training a lot of grappling, wrestling and stuff, and then it was like probably like an entry, and he or maybe he entered, and yeah. I mean, it shit happens, you know? So, uh, maybe, maybe when he should wear headgear um, when he's grappling, maybe he was, and it still happened, you know? Shit happens, bro. It's, yeah, you it's, really can. It's an accident, you know. It's not like he went out there and was like, "I'm fucking gash my eyes so I can't fight." You know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So, <laughs> shit happens. You know, I mean, excited to see it get the fight game. Yeah, it's gonna get rebooked for sure. A couple months. Oh yeah. Any more questions, Alexis? What else you got? I have one more. Maybe like a fantasy matchup matchmaking. Who do you, who would you guys like to see? Uh, is it Nick? I always get. The oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick Diaz come back like for his first fight. Honestly, give him someone old. I don't want to see him against Chimaev. That shit yeah, is ridiculous. No. I think his his coach said no because like Chimaev hasn't earned it or something like. But that. like, give him like like Carlos Condit or give him like Donald Cerrone or like 
someone that's like a legend, you know, like even Masvidal, I look, you don't want to see that fight. Like, I, like it'd be interesting to see, but come on, like we haven't seen Nick or yeah, we haven't seen Nick in so long now. And like, like how is he going to look like, we don't know how he's going to look for one. Like at least I at least have him, have him fight like an older veteran or someone that's like around his same level when he left, you know what I mean? So that we're not like, we're not giving him a young, hungry fighter that's for sure going to beat him at least where the pace matters, you know, and like shit like that. But Nick's been looking the best he's ever looked as far as, like, his body and, like, being in shape and shit like that. So, it's, like, maybe he's taking it more serious, but who knows? I don't know. <laughs> you, if, you know if it was me, I'd say Cer- Cerrone is my number one. would be fun was uh, maybe, like, a Tyron Woodley. Oh, that would have been cool. Or, or, um... Too bad he's released. <laughs> oh, they had him there last night, released. didn't they? That's yeah. right. He was Damn. there last night, like, interviewing. But, yeah, well, I mean, he was you at could the, the post show. You could still work, like, at the office, or at the office, at the, at the desk, but... Um, to be an active fighter, you know, like, damn, mm-hmm. that sucks. Well, you know, that'd been fun. Or maybe, yeah, like you said, like a Carlos Condit would be cool. Or like maybe... Um, Bring Greg Hardy back. Or maybe uh, Robbie Lawler, you know. Or if oh, had, I like that. I would or, like that. You know, that'd be an, a rematch that, yeah. well, I mean, obviously he won the first fight year, years ago, but that'd be fun. <laughs> um, I don't know, but Nick has a big name, so you'd have to give him a big name. But So Robbie Lawler is a big name. I could see that. Condit is another big name. I could see that. So, but like you said, they're gonna probably give him another veteran. But I hope. I hope. I wouldn't be mad that they if they booked him with uh, Masvidal. You know, it'd be perfect. Masvidal's coming off a, a loss. Be, be his be his little brother. Yeah. Yeah. He whooped his little brother's yeah. ass. Yeah. So and then you know there was that that that's you know there's there's a story there. You know there's beef because he's like oh he baptized my little brother. You can't just go around saying that it's my baby brother. You yeah. Know? So. Maybe that'd be. I mean, that'd be cool. That'd be a good uh, storyline, a good, a good fight. Put the BMF title on the line for that yeah, one. Yeah, fuck it. I would know? like that honestly. If you're gonna, if you're like gonna that. make a Masvidal Diaz fight at all, like any Diaz brother, you gotta put a BMF title because you know Nick is that original BMF. You know what I'm saying? Like he's like the original bad motherfucker. You in don't the think UFC. Uh, you don't think Kamaru has it? Wait, Kamaru against? No, Nick. you don't think Kamaru has the BMF t- title right now? I mean, that's not up for grabs at the time. So. <laughs> it didn't count. It didn't count. He's pound for pound, bro. He don't give a fuck about no. He is though. Bro, Kamaru is like fuck that little fake belt. Honestly, if anything, I got like my real when he just got that fifth jam on it. I think, which is like so hard. The belt looks so sick with the gems now. Like you're able to like. Can you pick it, a color? Yeah, picking up the Infinity Stones. I think like they're a, all red. Yeah, because in the UFC they're all, game, they're all like rubies, mm-hmm. like red rubies. Yeah. And you just put on the... They're dope as fuck, though, honestly. But yeah, I, I would like to see that for the BMF too. title. Shoot that. I'll lock that one in right there, honestly. And with that, I think it's a wrap, right? And that's it. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. If you listen to the episode, go follow on YouTube. Or subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Instagram. Go subscribe to the Apple, the Spotify. And then if you want to follow Kenny on Instagram... Follow me at, at Mr. Kenny with two wives. And then follow Alexis at scotty 2 Hotty 47 if you want to. Guys, cake, I'm telling you. If you're looking for someone that's going to post good content on their OnlyFans, this is the guy to go to. <laughs> Got those cheeks. Those uh, It's all nothing but sexual content on his OnlyFans. Uh, no shout comment. out to everybody on Instagram Live yeah. who uh, joined. Who if watched. you caught in. Even if you just clicked in for a little bit. and just Appreciate you, honestly. Appreciate it. Uh, the YouTube video should be up sometime during this week. So if you want to go on there and support on there, we really appreciate it. If you want to shoot some questions for next week when we do this little last segment, give us some more questions and stuff. And uh, with that, I'm Gio. This is Kenny. Most Gio on Instagram. We out.
This is smoking from the sidelines, ho. <laughs>